When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good afternoon from Bromel Lane, where Manchester United take on Sheffield United in the Premier League this evening. An 8pm kickoff here, and what's sure to be an emotional day for United. The passing of Sir Bobby Charlton, confirmed today at the age of 86. Sir Bobby died on Saturday morning after a three-year battle with dementia. A statement from his family and United paying tributes as well. United have laid a wreath at the Trinity statue at Old Trafford, and there are fans there. Are uh, flowers from fans already being laid at Old Trafford. The United players will wear black armbands here before, uh, during the game and there'll be a minute silence before kick-off. There was already a pre-planned minute silence for uh, the events in the Middle East recently and that will now be extended to include a, a tribute in respect to Sir Bobby Charlton. Uh, quite possibly United's greatest ever player, 758 appearances for the clubs and almost certainly the most important figure in Manchester United's history, a, a true, true legend of, uh, of, the, of the football club and they, this will be... An emotional occasion for sure. Um, it was already a big game for United. It's going to feel bigger given the, the tributes going on to, uh, to Sir Bobby. Uh, United looking to, to build on what happened two weeks ago in that late win against Brentford that kind of got their season a little bit back on track. Still mixed bag so far in the Premier League. This is the ninth game of the season. 1-4, lost four, so it has not been great. Uh, there will be some changes to this team. We will have them confirmed for you when the team news lands to stay with us on the MEN. Uh, no Casemiro, who has remained in Brazil. Uh, it's set to be back for the derby next week, but it's suspended for the game against Copenhagen in midweek. So no Casemiro, so Amrabat, at a guess, will take his place. But we will have all those changes for you confirmed. Varane is, is back in training and back fit and should be in the squad. The same for Sergio Reguilion, so a left-back for Ten Hag to choose from as well. We'll have that team news for you when it lands. We'll have all the action from Bramall Lane, uh, details of all the tributes here that are paid to Sir Bobby Charlton and plenty more content into the evening on the MEN and on our video channels. Hello Manchester United fans and welcome to this full-time episode of the Manchester is Red podcast with me, Sam Hutchison. We have just listened to Tyrone Marshall's preview ahead of the game from inside Bramall Lane, but in a minute we are going to listen to Tyrone Marshall's review from just outside Sheffield United's Bramall Lane Stadium and we're going to listen to Eric Ten Hag's full post-match press conference as well as Paul Heckingbottom's press conference at the end. But Man United fans... It has been a sad day, you know, Tyrone is going to touch on it in a minute in his review of the game. It has been a sad day for all associated with Manchester United. And it wasn't a vintage performance at Sheffield United, but it was a win. And all said and done, it was quite a good win for the Red Devils. There are clearly issues that still need to be addressed, 
But I did think individually the defence was pretty solid all around. And as a star man, I thought Dallow was excellent. I capped it off with that excellent curling finish to get the win. I could shout out any of the defenders really. And I thought the centre-half partnership was pretty solid. Attack still has issues. Hoyland was unlucky to not get a goal, but I don't think Anthony creates nearly enough off that right wing. I don't think Rashford's really hit great form and he's not even hit the form that we saw in midweek for England. Today, I just think he was back to what we've been seeing the rest of this season in a Man United shirt. The three things I did notice, I'm going to just go through them quickly here. I thought Lindelof was decent at left-back slash inverted sort of left back he was really good for Dallow's goal I think his play down that left especially when Garnacho had come onto the pitch was really really impressive Bruno Fernandes I thought was really quiet which is not really like him he wasn't really involved in much of the really positive play Man United experienced throughout that game and I did think when Garnacho came on Absolutely everything went through him. And he was a headache for the fatigued Sheffield United defenders. He is better off the bench. Which is a real tool we haven't really seen enough of this season in my opinion. I think introducing him late on against a tired right back or a tired left back. It is a tool that Man United really need to take advantage of a little bit more at the very least. But... Manchester United fans, now we are going to listen to Tyrone Marshall's review of the game and then Eric Ten Hag's full post-match press conference followed by Paul Heckingbottom's full post-match press conference. So, Manchester United fans, enjoy. Good evening from outside Bramall Lane. The Manchester United coaches to my left just leaving Sheffield United's ground on their way out of Yorkshire, back to Manchester with three points in the bag. A big win for United to build on the momentum from Brentford two weeks ago. Uh, a scrappy performance, not a great performance, uh, but they got the win and they got the three points and that was the most important thing. Perhaps even more important given the, the emotion of today and the emotion involved the the sad news of the death of Sir Bobby Charlton uh, died on Saturday morning at the age of 86 after a three-year battle with dementia and it was always going to be an emotional day for, for Manchester United when, when that happened and it happened on a match day and it, it certainly added to the occasion, added to the poignancy of the, the occasion, um, fitting tributes really on and off the pitch, United getting that win like I say and it it felt like they had to win really given given what had happened, some some great words from Eric Ten Hag and in particular Scott McTominay before the game, Ten Hag calling Charlton a giant and McTominay saying we've got to do it for Sir Bobby and do it for Sir Bobby. They did. Uh, there was a, a minute. It was going to be a minute silence before the game. It turned into a minute's applause uh, for, for Charlton for Sir Bobby and United fans singing. There's only one Bobby Charlton from the away end. Well before kickoff, during the minute's applause and in the game, uh, early in the game and particularly once they'd gone two one up uh, relatively late on and, and got those three points and got the lead. Uh, Bruno Fernandes brought a wreath onto the pitch as well from all the players and staff at United to pay their own tribute. as a wreath laid on behalf of the club at the uh, the Trinity statue at Old Trafford and fans have been leaving scarfs and and uh, flowers and floral tributes this afternoon there so an, an emotional day for United but a, a fitting tribute in a way certainly not a performance that would have had Sir Bobby Charlton purring but United did win which would have had him smiling at the very least and the goal from Dallow the winning goal was a real moment of quality in a scrappy game and, and that was certainly befitting of Charlton a curling shot from 20 yards the kind of goal that you can imagine him scoring um, and he would certainly have enjoyed that one. United had taken the lead before that 
it had been a, a strangely sloppy start from them, really, considering the emotion involved in the day. You would have think that would have had them pumped up and, and ready to go, but they were loose in possession early on, sloppy with the ball, second in a lot of 50-50 duels, and just made it too easy for, for a pretty poor and, and struggling Sheffield United side. And midway through the first half, Andre Anana went down with an injury, and, and Ten Hag called all 10 outfield players over and kind of read them a riot, read them, read them the riot act and, and gave them a few little positional tweaks and things like that. And, you wouldn't say they really improved for it. Things did get a little better. They took the lead soon after. Uh, Scott McTominay, fresh off his two goals against Brentford, did really well to, um, to, to cushion Bruno Fernandes's kind of drilled, drilled pass almost into him and took it on the chest. Uh, not an easy ball to control and then a pretty unconventional finish to, to get it in the corner. And, and that was against the run of play and an undeserved lead from United for United. But having got in front, they need to stay in front and they just can't do that. They conceded within six minutes. McTominay there. Hero to the villain, leaning into a cross and, and handball. It's, it's one of those that's going to be given in the modern game. McTominay might feel unfortunate, but he did lean towards the ball. And as soon as you do that, you are, you are asking for trouble in the penalty area. And McBurney scored the penalty. That was the, the sixth time in the last 14 goals United have scored that they've then gone on to concede within six minutes, which is a woeful record, really, and a real area of concern that they are just throwing leads away far, far too easily. Happened against Arsenal. Within a minute of scoring there, they threw it away against Bayern Munich. They twice got back in the game and then let Bayern score and, and, uh, and extend their advantage. And then against Galatasaray, twice took the lead against Galatasaray and twice threw it away. So that is an area of concern for United. And I mean, it was one all at half-time. Second half, United eventually got going. It kind of from the hour mark on, they, they dominated this game. Didn't create loads of chances, but they got better. Uh, Rashford was close. Amrabat hit the post um, and a much better second half performance. The, the changes helped as well. Ten Hag making a triple change on around the hour mark and uh, Martial, Eriksson and Ganacho coming on and, and they certainly helped. Eriksson and Ganacho, especially Ganacho was, was very lively down the left uh, and eventually the pressure, the pressure told and the pressure paid and um, an excellent finish from Dallow. I think Lindelof with the assist in the end, finding Dallow on the edge of the box about 20 yards out and just opened his body and curled it into the top corner. Fodringham got a hand on it but couldn't keep it out and that was enough for United. Sheffield United never looked like getting back in the game then. They, were, they looked a very tired team late on, a very limited team and United saw it out pretty comfortably. So back-to-back -back wins against Brentford and Sheffield United. United build on that momentum from two weeks ago with McTominay's late goals. Not a vintage performance but it was a win. That's all that matters. It gives them a bit more confidence heading into that crucial game against FC Copenhagen on Tuesday night. Uh, there will be plenty of tribute to Old Trafford on Tuesday to Sir Bobby Charlton, the most significant, the most important figure in the history of Manchester United, who sadly died on Saturday morning at the age of 86. And at Bramall Lane, United got the win that paid a fitting tribute to one of their greats. about Sir Bobby Charlton was winning and winning with a goal like that a fitting way to mark the passing of one of Manchester United's most famous players. Yeah, we are happy. Well, we did that, and as you said, yeah, we have to pay um, attention and do it um, in a, in a good way. And uh, first half, I think it wasn't the standard uh, from Sir Bobby Charlton. But the second half was was a bit better, but yeah, of course the news uh, arrived and we are very sad. And our thoughts are with his family, especially his uh, his wife, Lady Norma, with his children, with his grandchildren. I think yeah, with his passing, yeah, a legend, a giant, 
passing away. Uh, his achievements are so immense and huge, uh, global. It's not only England, I think global. If you see the facts he achieved, uh, it's incredible. Uh, all his games, his titles, trophies, uh, the contribution he had with his goals. And then what I heard, I had never had the honor to meet them. But um, what I heard, he was, uh, despite all his trophies and games, he was so humble and integral, so big personality. I think he's an example for all of us um, as a footballer, but also uh, in the society and global wide. I, I realise you were kind of had a, a football game to play, but when you when you found out when the when the squad found out, did it have any effect on your preparation? Uh, I, th I heard some some players uh, they got uh, inspiration from it, from it and they wanted uh, a win uh, to uh, to mark it. Um, so yeah, it, it was an extra motivation, absolutely. How do you view the performance as a whole and, and what changes did you make in the second half to actually get that win? Because um, it, it was a bit, a bit of a grind at times. Our first half was not a good game, our sides. <laughs> we can talk long, we can talk short. No, it was was uh, a poor game, our sides. And you see it often after international, but especially with us, with so many changes every time in lineups, then the routines are not there. But especially... Uh, tonight in the first half, uh, we uh, we allow them to play, make it their game. Um, we are too opportune, too direct. Um, uh, yeah, no good, no good organization. Um, second half, uh, we make some uh, changes in halftime, and there you saw we got better constructions. We were more composed. Uh, we kept the ball and uh, not so direct. Uh, we make switches. Uh, we take uh, from the, um, this point of view the control in the game and we created chances and I think finally it's then also deserved that you get a win and I think it was a beautiful goal. Harry Maguire, the man of the match, I just wondered your reflections on his performance. He got applauded by both sets of fans and also the, I think there was a moment in the first half where it seemed like him and Johnny Evans both in open play were kind of going up the top. I just wondered if that was a deliberate tactic. <laughs> no, as I said, we had some constructions first half uh, and we want... Uh, to play very dynamic, uh, that is our aim. But I think in the first half we were overreacting um, uh, on that fact, and uh, that was uh, over the top. So we correct that during halftime, and then you saw uh, more control. But I have to say uh, to Harry and Johnny as well, but Harry, uh, he is playing like we want him to play, uh, very proactive, um, out of possession, dominating his opponent. Uh, stepping in when necessary, uh, reading the game, good covering, but also in possession, very proactive, uh, stepping in, uh, delivering good passing, uh, vertical passing, so uh, good switches. Um, yeah, I'm happy with this performance. And with uh, Hoyland, are you still managing his injury? Can he play through the, through the whole game yet? Do you think... Do you think if that does get better, his confidence will, will get better as well. well you see, he play often whole games, <coughs> but um, the idea behind this, yeah, we have to manage his game minutes, and uh, but also, yeah, um, there's also internal competition and to give other the opportunity, but 
yeah, definitely. We have to manage his game minutes and uh, coming up many games. And it's, uh, we are now in October, but till the end of the season, so many games. And uh, we need everyone on board and we need everyone sharp and to keep him sharp. And uh, if I see the program for the coming weeks, uh, we have to swap um, during games, between games. Otherwise, we don't keep the energy and we don't keep the focus in, um, in the team and we don't keep them so fresh for, for every game. And also, you want to do something with subs uh, to bring uh, uh, a new energy in a team. And also from tactical approach, you want to do something. Okay, we'll leave it there. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. But I've been in, in most games we've done. Uh, we've shown more than enough that we can compete here, but we're playing as good players. But yeah, lots of things that please me in that. We've obviously suffered again horrendously in the last 10 days, captain, vice captain and two more players. Uh, but I think, you know, we're not going to sulk about it, we're not going to moan about it. It's, it's an opportunity for others. We'll, we'll always prepare properly, we'll always <clears throat> make sure we're in a position where everyone's really clear um, on what the roles are and, and how to best approach a game. Uh, but I thought we looked... We looked more of a threat tonight. Uh, we were considering changing shape anyway, simply because of to get certain personnel in slightly different positions on the pitch, which we felt would help us out. Uh, we've had we've had a formation change forced on us because we've only got four fit defenders. Um, yeah, but there are lots of things that that really please me tonight that we have to build on. I mean, it felt much more in terms of the. The effort, the tempo, the fight, the whole occasion just felt much more of a United performance. Yeah, you it? said it's because it was close and we had different, but there's no more effort in that than has been in the, in the majority of games in the fight. We've Don't forget how compromised we've been from the start of the season. You know, the first game against, against Palace, we, we put out an absolute makeshift team and there was unbelievable determination and effort in that game. But we massively compromised how we could play. We had the same then at Forest. Uh, we had we had the same against Man City and almost got our point there. But I think what what we had today um, was more of an all-round threat. So it didn't just like look like us holding on for the point. Yes, I get United had more pressure in terms of possession, but the best chances apart from us giving the ball away was from 25 yards and lo and behold it's one of those that goes in but at the other, the other end we had moments rather than we, we've been in so many good positions in the first eight games and not even and not got an attempt from it today we had slightly different personnel in those positions and we got more attempts on goal uh, more on target resulting more touching the opposition box and I still think we could have been better so I think that was the difference Yeah, so if I if I compare this game with 
uh, with Fulham for for example we're compact against Fulham we know the shape inside out but we weren't we were getting plays in positions what we normally get in and we weren't getting any productivity from it so then it always looks like you're defending does that make sense so today we've obviously got Oli Mack and Cam up front we didn't give up Oli Mack was good but we didn't give him enough good quality in the box to attack Cam will always shoot Rian will always shoot James McAtee showed a little bit more of what he's about today we, we worked hard on opportunities to get him the ball and he showed his 1v1 moment but he's got more quality than he showed in his final pass tonight Gus Haim will always have attempts in his, in his energy and his pace but we can't play all those five players if they're not going to be effective without the ball we're playing in the, in the toughest league in the world against some of the best players in the world so that's what they have to understand and accept so I think I've said it all along in all my time here we, we want attacking players we want them on the pitch but they have to become really effective without the ball today your moments I weren't happy with without the ball but all in all I thought those attacking players defended really well as well Just uh, a word on uh, Anel uh, obviously missing from the start Injured yeah yeah, what injury is it and how bad is it? What's happened? Hamstring just jumped, jumped for a header in training. Hurt his hamstring. Is it a bad one, do you know, yeah? Don't know. Don't ask Nath. But has he had a scan or anything? Yeah. Like, is it that bad that he needs a scan? He's had a scan, yeah. And what about Ollie Mackey? Look like he sort of... Yeah, groin started impacting him. Saw at half-time, they tried taping it up. That you could see he was... Uh, it was impacting him running. Although just before he came off, we broke again and we had a real good, uh, good attack, good opportunity, and he was a big part of that. But he, a lot of our, a lot of his work, Cam's work, were like I said, without the ball, and you could see how, how he was labouring without the ball. And it would have meant they would just get out and get out and get out. So we had to bring him off because he was hindered by that, but also to protect him as well. Yeah, a few times. Yeah, he was there. I was with him the day I signed as a 14-year-old. Yeah, so yeah, he's a, a man that represented everything. I think that United wanted to be uh, in terms of certainly like the thing I felt in terms of developing youth players. Um, getting youth players into the first team obviously the success yeah but I think it's not only Manchester United that, that, that will miss him English football and I think he was a, a football icon across the world as well so there'll be a lot of people remembering stories about him games he's played in what they've seen I think in the, in the next few days on this 